What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of Off the Top Rope Podcast. I'm Shizlinski. We are back again. Y'all know what time it is today, folks. This is the Wednesday Night Wars episode between AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT. And of course, the first for the that we're going to be reviewing and recapping today is the AEW Dynamite. Before we get into that, I want to give a, uh, give a shout out to Anchor to give us the podcast platform that we need to have our podcast happen here. Uh, at Off the Top Row Podcast. Please follow us here on Anchor Podcast. Also follow our other podcasts out with, such as Breaker Podcast, Google Podcast, Radio Public Podcast, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And also follow us on social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Off the Top Row Podcast. For using the following hashtags, if anything else, uh, hashtag OTTR, hashtag support OTTR, hashtag support local podcast, hashtag Autotop Roach, hashtag Autotop Roach podcast, excuse me, hashtag Black Old Podcast, and Black and hashtag professional wrestling. Plus, I'm not by myself. I got Dukes here in the building, and apparently, I'm trying to get Uncle Fassie here as well, but he's always from the league. So, um, yeah, uh, Dukes, what up with you? None, same, different shit, same toilet seat, man. Well, your toilet seat yeah, sounds like a toilet right seat. Well, you, right well, your toilet seat up at headphones sounds suckier than ever, bro. <laughs> That's the go on record. Um, uh, hold up, hold up, that came. Oh, boy. Something's, yeah, something's about to happen this week. He's gonna start yelling at the big slow. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up. Ooh, and then, oh yeah, I keep forgetting this person. Uncle Fast is in the building as well. I know he was halfway asleep, so I've been interrupting your sleep, big boy. And Duke, I don't know where the hell he is. So today, uh, we're not even going to talk about both shows. I mean, well, we're going to talk about both shows, but in the same episode. So within the first um, hour, AEW, second hour will be NXT. So we're going to breeze through this thing short and sweet because this is the last one before we go into a season finale on Saturday. So I'm going to just breeze through this. And afterwards, um, I will let y'all have the floor. Y'all can talk about all the shit that I'm about to just... Basically, going to just read it right down the line. So it'll be Deuce and then Fast will last. So AW Diamond, we get the first, we get the first match TNT Championship. Cody, of course, he's going to be doing his whole weekly title defense against a mystery partner that's been hyped up all week. And Cody comes with hyping this man up too, who ended up being high, the highest free agent. Eddie Kingston makes his debut in promo shoes. On Cody, on Anderson, Tony Khan, raising anger, bring the animosity out of this man's promo, which was fucking infernal fire. This wasn't no fucking emoji fire. This was actually scorching hot fire. And this was chain. He challenges Cody to a no holds bar match. So it happens and it ensues. 
we get this man pouring thumbtacks and powerballs for Cody and one dangerous swipe. Boom. And damn, I get that shot back to back again. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, um, we didn't even get a new champion. Cody still is going to be retaining this belt. Of course, he wins uh, within 11 minutes. And he had a, in the figure four leg lock, which I didn't kind of understand that. But I give that 4.5 stars only because I said it was a great match, new, fi- new face, debuts, shoots on everyone. Scorchingly, he's great on the mic. Um, but I felt like, damn, if he brought the thumbtacks in, he should have at least took a bump to make things even. And he should have got a pin instead of submit. Um, go back after that match is over. We get a John Marcy Pro Bowl following the um, the title match from Fight for the Fallen. I get that A minus. Go to the second match. MJF with Warlow versus Griff Garrison. So, you know, MJF has been talking master shit backstage, how Moxie is preventing him from getting some of the spotlight right now, which I think that's leading up to a title match. Quote me if I'm wrong by all out. Um, so when it comes to this, before at the very beginning, MJF is going to shoot his normal old-school healers promo on his opponent, confuses him with Jungle Boy at first, but the young skipper stands up for himself. MGF gets pissed off. He sneaks attacks him. The match begins this ensues. During the middle of the match, uh, MGF is just whipping the boy so bad, he grabs a microphone and makes an example out of the kid. He hits the heat seeker at the end. One, two, three. He gets away with it within nine minutes. 2.5 stars for this match. The referee has no fucking power. This is the tiring that I've been... Going at for God knows how the fuck long when it comes to AEW. You give no motherfucking power to these referees. Why I don't fucking understand that. This is that's comedy to me. But that's but that's but that's mediocre and immature of how you're treating these referees too. You gotta have them have some type of legitimate power, especially with the whole and the whole mid match thing with MGF. Shouldn't have even go down like that. If anything, the fuck else. Come on now. I don't know who, I don't know who's be bending these little rules and shit, but they need to solidify a little bit more. Their infrastructure needs a little bit more help too. So there's some still there's some little tweaks in AEW that still needs to be fixed, but overall wise, it's still entertaining us, and I think that's what counts right now in this day and age. Afterwards, we get a promo. Tony Shavani and Rebo, Reba, Rebel. I don't know which one it is. Don't sue me. Um, question Brick Baker's nose after last week. So she's getting fucked up all over the place. Her you know, personal leg, her nose, but that, but doesn't know she's still getting over as a heel. Britt Baker still professes with possesses with the fourth rule. I have to be a role model, and that's a never, never count out a role model. Baker's about um, she's gonna make a comeback like Tiger Woods and Michael and Michael Jordan, which Tony Schiavone, Rebel, and all them have a little bigger now. She sets her return for all out B plus. Comes back to the arena. Task comes out with Ryan Cage. They come from They have a referee. House Ryan Cage won't submit or or be pinned at all. He's an FW FTW champion, as we already know right now. Thank you, Task, for bringing back the boat. Uh, after that, that he did, Darby Allen comes out trying to get his little revenge on Ryan Cage, but said he gets jumped and demolished by Rick. I mean, um, by Ricky Starks, and I come to find out that. And people don't know who people who don't who don't be watching AEW Dark. Um, lately, Ricky started returning to a little heel, and then now he started going after Darby, started pairing up with Task. So 
that little trio right there is going to be smooth as fuck. I can't wait for next week's match between the following, which we're going to get into that. Um, so it's a, basically it was a two on one attack, and before Brian Cage about to use his own Darby's own skateboard against him, Moxie then comes out from the stadium uh, stairs to save Darby. Hills flee and escapes. Moxie's in there with Darby and helps them up and stuff like that. B. So as we as they announced, it's going to be a tag team between. Moxie and Darby versus Brian Cage and Rick which that's going to be fire as fuck. Um, during the Mrs. Commercial, afterwards, we get the women's tag team tournament coming up. Mm, interesting intake. Get some TV time to these women behind the scenes that hasn't really been on regular TV time, but they've been on, uh, but they were doing the, um, the, uh, the after dark tape, I mean, on uh, the dark tapings. Um, Gives them a chance to shine, but what's going to happen after this tournament ends? I'm not totally sure. Let's hope and pray that you have some pass or weeded out talent in there that you can weed out the best ones as far that's in there and really sign them and use them. The opportunity for AEW to be picking this. Okay, we need help in the AEW division, uh, women's division. This is the way that we got to do it right here, right now. So kudos. I just don't want to see Brandy and what's her face. Um, Ali, when this whole entire thing is if that happens, I call this complete bullshit. I see a new team being formed, and maybe just maybe you might never fucking know. We we we, we might actually get some talent coming out of there from any that we do the summer. That's just my intake on it. Y'all about to have yours when it's your turn. Um, prom- uh, we get a promo interview with Chris Jericho in, in the circle. He talks about the whole Orange Cassie vengeance. How he's going to try to get him, get his ass back in Jurassic Soros, mockery of the orange splash that happened from last week. He still smells terrible, apparently. Um, and of course, the boys ain't going to lie to him, so they all agree with him. A. <laughs> Give it A for that. Uh, the third match, which was the false count any Young Bucks versus the Butcher and the Bleed. This started in the Jaguars little kitchen, um, uh, concession kitchen. And leads up to when it comes out to the arena. And Jesus, Christ, this thing went everywhere. Why did this remind me of the Stadium Stampede match that we saw um, back at um, Double or Nothing? I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it always gave me that type of feeling again. But this time, these two and these two teams were just really just these two teams just going at each other's throats. And I respect it. I noticed Blade had Boston Spire, which could have been bad. Overprinted, he's not really too banged up. Um, but after 15 minutes, we get the Young Bucks hitting an elbow drop in the Swanton off the top of the uh, other top of the way through them, through tables, one, two, threes, on top of the ramp. Three point seventy five stars for that. Thank you, AEW. I know, a, I know, dudes are gonna say the same thing too. Thank you, AEW. Thank you, Young Bucks. Thank you, Butcher and the Blade. So I'm just doing it for him. I'm snagging his shit today. <laughs> so thank you for that match because I was really highly entertained. I mean, even though I kind of figured who just might win, but I had to hit a square with I seen Butcher kind of me so come back and then he body slammed one of the young boys through that table on the, one, uh, on the table to the outside. He was carrying his own. So kudos, kudos to Butch because he put in a lot of work in that match. Um, Yeah, so that's my tire for that part. Comes to earlier footage, Dash did try to interview Lance Archer. Lance Archer is just destroying these jobbers every damn week. Every week he's been destroying someone or nearly torturing this guy. He destroys three people in the locker room. He threw one 
person up to the ceiling and fell. God damn it. Like, Jesus. And Jake Roberts then just speaks about how pissed off that he is, and he can't control him. He's, he, he's a loose kitty. He doesn't know what to do with him. But apparently, this is how he feels. And Lance Archer just made that known. Um, so, yeah. Lance Archer, scary. Bro, what rivalry is he going to go into that could be perfect for him to really unleash some of that big animosity anger? Please don't say Jurassicsaurus. Not right now, at least. And if you try to do that, which we'll get into that part later. Um, the fourth match was kind of weird and awkward, but you got to give well, you gotta give respect when you see some new faces come on, and they really try to weed out the town. Damante versus Evelise. Both of these, both of these women are just me and straight up. This is one that has a nose, the other one just looks older. Straight up, mid, but mid towards this match, we get a big swollen little promo message to Britt Baker. How she gonna her nose up again? Message. Um. Yeah, I would say within seven minutes. Of this is actually that. Um, Demonte gets the. Most dangerous move of all sports entertainment is the surprise And he's giving these women a chance to get on TV to weed up the talent and to see who they was going to sign, who was not going to sign, what's going on. So they're still working on their women's division. They really get someone legitimate that knows their shit and that knows their craft to help enhance that talent. I'm sorry that you're trying to weed out the people or the other jobbers to come in and sign with them. That's great. That's giving an opportunity and a paycheck. But you still got to bring someone that's going to be like the ultimate mentor or the ultimate competition that's going to want to surpass them, like a Charlotte Flair. You know what I'm saying? Debbie, I can't say Tessa Blanchard right now because she's too controversial right now. She's something that we can't touch right now. Um, but still, there's other people. Because I just wish we could speak about that. That's all I really got to say about that little piece. But thank you, Cody. But thank you to the guys. Thank you to whoever that actually booked this match. Because we got something going on here. Two stars for them. I give two stars only because I give each one a star for participation. Thank you very much. Going to the fifth match. <laughs> Going to the fifth match. We get Allen, five angels. One in the main the dark world of Higman Allen Page. Higman Allen Page gets a W nine minutes. Um, evil Uno oversees the squad by a match and trying to figure things out. Trying to figure out about uh, Hangman Adam Page. Can we try to convert the guy? Then we get Brody Lee comes out with um, Coca Bena. He speaks to Hangman, trying to convince him to join. Hangman Page or Hangman Adam Page refuses and he declines. But Brody ain't having it. He leaves and some of his, his minion squad to go after him to surround Hangman. Then the brawl, then Hagman starts to brawl up with all of them before he starts getting his ass handed to him. FTR that comes out to make the save. And where was Omega? He came after the fact. Like, he just came from playing video games and he was doing something back then, like he shouldn't. Masturbation. <laughs> the FTR gives this man the beer to Hangman out of page. He drinks it. He definitely needed one. As for Kenny, he looks like he was about to cry. I'm surprised. He have a meme out right about now with him with, with him doing the Jordan face. <coughs> that would have been hilarious today to see. Um, three points saved by stars for the whole entire ordeal, the whole entire match of him and Alan Page. He's gonna be a star. 
I told y'all before, and I'm going to say it again. It's going to be a star. It's going to be this going to see Washington in the Cowboy form. But this time, you got FTR right next to him. That's the trio that everyone is going to be completely sold on. Gary DMT is going to be the highest marketing T-shirt about to come out when they form a trio, and then they can go after um, Death Triangle. Right? Boom. Otherwise, if Ray Mysterio does end up leaving WWE and somehow goes to AEW, I strongly suggest him turning heel for the very fucking first time in history, paired with the Lucha Bros. You will have a crazy ass trio right there that you will be that be the rejuvenation that he needs. Quote me. I know you're gonna be arguing with me about it, but fuck him right now. <laughs> then we get the sixth and main uh, the sixth and final match, the main event. Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy with Marco Sun on the outside. Feet uh, versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager at the inner circle. Oh, of course, they come out with Santana in the team. They're never alone. In a 16 minute harsh, crazy ass battle. Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, the inner circle. Gets the W. Chris Jericho hits the code breaker on poor, um, poor Jungle Boy. Boom. One, two, three. He gets the W that way. Afterwards, uh, before that, um, Pentasmo, whatever the fuck his name was, um, um, Pen, uh, Pentago, excuse me, Sir Pentago. That was my fault. Sir Pentago ended up hitting him with a club to Luchasaurus, rolls him in the ring, and that's how Luchasaurus got the finish of getting hit with the cold breaker. Ooh, so, excuse me, Jungle Boy, you wasn't even attacked. So, four stars for this. Four stars for the match. Afterwards, after the match, the inner circle gang up and beat down these guys, and then we see Sir Pentago do the shooting star press. Who the hell is this guy? People don't know. Uh, apparently, Ascal was trying to oversell the damn um, the damn text when it came uh, when it came to that. Sir Pentago was eventually the returning Sammy Guevara coming back from his suspension from his um his partaking remarks about what we talked about on the speaking out episode. So goes into that if you must. Um, so the episode continue. So Orange Cassie, a best friend, comes out arrives to make the save. And the heels escape up the walkway. Um, ends with the baby faces looking hurt in the ring, and the heels move their fingers up to them to end the show. Finn, that's the end of their show. So overall, I would give the whole entire show itself is a three point say three point seventy five slash four stars. Was it too super Jimmy for Sammy G to come back? I don't know. Something still tells me like oh, there's gonna be a lot of people gonna be weeded out of this whole speak hashtag speak out hashtag speaking out movement. That hasn't died down. This game had Black Lives Matter has has not died down. So I don't know if it's too soon, but I do kind of say that like, you kind of you know could have waited a little bit more, more longer than that. Maybe like an extra month, two month period, get some rest. You know what I'm saying? Come back, and you could be probably about to go into all out and and have a match. I don't know. That's just me just saying, but. Uh, we had a uh, we had a poll on our Instagram um, page uh, of the Tyrell Podcast, and I had asked that question, and sixty percent of them said yes, it was too soon for him to come back, and forty percent of them, forty percent of them said no. So, kind of different right about now, you know what I'm saying? So, that's just Lisky's intake. I am done with I'm done with AW um, Dynamite, and now I pass it for the Dukes. You talk from the whole damn show. All right. You know what? 
do I read? Hold on, do I, hold on, do I, do we have to repeat every uh, every part? Nope. For you? Nope. Okay. I'm gonna say this. I thank you, AEW. You did something different that WWE don't do. You actually bring in, or my bad, not WWE, like Impact Wrestling, like Ring of Honor, New Japan. If you get released from WWE, somehow you make your way to AEW, we haven't really got them as stars. So thank you, AEW, for showing us that those stars came this week. But shout out to A. Kingston. This man I received from Impact Wrestling, we was, we was teamed up with Former members of the of the inner circle, Kenny and Ortiz, when they started the LAX. And had him he's and it keeps us great at doing promos. This man is a promo machine. And have a match with Cole have a match with Cody. I'll give this one. A five star frog splash for me for the whole show. Just that match. Okay, but, so you still. Okay, so you still have match number one. Okay. Yeah. Um. MGF. The best heel in all of professional wrestling. At a young age, this dude is. Arguably, is honestly what he's able to do is something that on the start I'm I'm happy with. Now um, I'll give that match uh, a two, but when he's dealing with his promos, he's gonna get a four. Now the whole rebel and um, Brent Baker, I'm happy that Brent Baker is coming back. Because he's desperately, desperately needed in that one's division, and it's good that like she's coming back now. When she comes back, Big Swole come back. Now you already have a rivalry right there. Now the Brian Cage, Taz, Ricky Starks. That's a dream team. And we dealing with that. That's that's a good power power speed combo. I don't know what they'll call themselves, but well, if you got Taz as your manager, now um the women's tag teams. Oh well, I already know they're not be like WWE. They don't. Trying to utilize their women's division and bringing that actually don't sit around and not do anything and put in crappy ass gimmicks like what WWE have done so far with their women, with their female wrestlers. Women division. Yeah, the whole women's division. We, I hate what they're doing, but I kind of like what. AEW is doing. 
because because they might have something that might be starting with that woman's vision if we take time time because right now you everyone wants to talk about how weak that woman's vision is yes it's going to be weak because they only been there for a year Get, give it some time and let's really see what they can actually do. Let's what who else can he bring in? Now, the, uh, I can't say anything about the, the promo of the inner circle, but I'm gonna jump right into the most famous thing I love. Tag team wrestling. And I'm giving that box off Fox Slash. Young Bucks, Butcher and the Blade. Y'all getting a standing up. I do agree with you, Shiz. It does remind you of, it does remind me of the of the stampede, but when you take away mostly everybody and have just the young bucks, you'll get some magic. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say about the the last match. Well, you want to? I'm gonna say you want to skip everything else and just go to the last match. No, I I had to think about that real quick, but no, nah, because I want to do this. I want to say we might see a new team forming. It's it's coming, and I'm gonna say this now. I think I've been saying this for a little a little bit. But it keep putting out there, FCR and Hangman Page will be a a threat of a team. You get them together, you'll see number beer drinking and ass kicking. Now, um. The whole dark order is is kind of amazing to me to know that we really I I I know that Cocobello was gonna be there, but I never know he really actually joined uh, Dark Order yet. But the whole time the whole time thing is is kind of looking like it's gonna happen like that, and we might see the break of. Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I don't want. I don't want to see it, but you might see a triple, a six-man tag. And ladies and gentlemen, be prepared when you see Hangman Page and FTR versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And that will be the epic. And that will be a fire match. Now the whole tired thing 
I've been thinking about, and I want to sit there and say this so much, is that last match with the Inner Circle versus Jungle Ex- versus Jungle Express. Thank you, the thank you AEW for giving us the chance and the opportunity to watch what y'all do great at. I was, I love it because it utilizes everybody. And just to bring back Sammy Gargara, this, you know what I'll say to that? Y'all, y'all, can, y'all consider to say everything y'all want to, but that was the right moment. We all talk about hashtag me movement and things like that, but how he got how he got suspended was an interview that happened years ago. It's not like he did anything recently, like how most how the most of wrestlers have what done. So if he got blamed for an interview years ago and was off TV for a while. I, I can dig it. The longer you come back with that storyline, and now you're going to get that epic 10-man tag of the inner circle with Jungle Express and Orange Cassie with the best friends. That's what I want to see. I want to see. I want to see everybody. Hell, Marco Sup might get involved. The little MVP, the little the Spike Dudley of wrestling. But overall, I'll, I'll give this a standing ovation. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, five star. It was, it was wonderful. It was it was it was, it was great. I'm gonna watch it again. That's how I feel. This is. And you skipped the match. You skipped the promo. Uh, what match I skipped? You missed that. DeMonte versus Everly's match. Oh, DeMonte versus Everly's? Yes. You know what? I'll give that um, I'll give it a four stars. Because it's actually bringing new, new divas. And this promotion, where, like I said, I like it. I like what AEW is doing. They every diva is getting a shine. It's not like there's one person bigger than the other one. No, we all get a amount of credit at whatever else is game. It's not like you're being buried on WWE. So, uh, wait, hold up, because I gotta say. Fuck you, WWE. I remember what y'all did to me fucking, fucking Monday when I did that Monday night recap. Y'all try, y'all try to blackball me like I was freaking CM Punk out this bitch. <laughs> so, from that, thank you, AEW. At least y'all know what y'all doing when it comes down to wrestlers. At least no one I had to go to Goddamn Corbin, mostly every single goddamn week. (laughs) 
Yes, shot fired. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> well, that was Deuce's a take. Um, and Uncle Fats, you got the four. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Good evening, you motherfuckers and you motherfuckers. Ah. All right, so I'm going to need some help because this is a long one. Okay. So, so, so who was the first? Okay, so the first match, Cody versus um, the advanced hey. Brooklyn Brawler. Um, so Eddie Kingston. I, you said who? Eddie Kingston. Oh, like the singer. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so l- let me say this. I've been saying it for a long time, and I'm going to keep saying it. AEW, you're a fucking genius. Okay, first off, there's never been a wrestling company to start off like that the way y'all do. I don't give a fuck if anybody says yes, there has. No, there hasn't. Okay, not even WWE starts off a show like this. This is a whole new wave of wrestling, but this is how you set the tone. Okay, whoever this Eddie Kingston was, uh, you know, shout out for your 19-year career. Uh, And for bringing something different to the table, first of all, the promo was just absolutely fucking phenomenal. That shit was fire, straight off the bat. For you to tell a legend to shut the fuck up before he gouges his eyes out and then tell him that you're about to knock his teeth down his fucking throat? Oh, yeah, and then call him a bitch on top of that. That First of all, not too many people get away with talking to R. Anderson like that. Let me just say that. Okay? Boo, bitch, get out the way. As as old as I am, I'm going to be honest with you. Anderson, he gets nothing but the utmost respect for me. And I wouldn't even dare to even say no cross shit like that to Arn Anderson, double A, Mr. Mr. Spinebuster himself, okay, who still got some Spinebusters left. But I like this. You bring out tax, you bring out all types of shit. When I saw him get that bag, the only thing I could think of was, was, was Mankind, going against fucking Undertaker and Hell in the Cell and then him getting them thumbtacks and getting thrown through the fucking top of the Hell in the Cell and laying on the fucking thumbtacks and then revolutionizing the Hell in the Cell and the whole nine and the intensity of a match like that. I give all props to Cody for taking that power bomb because did you see the look? Mm-hmm. On the outside of his faces, when he landed, when, first of all, when Eddie Kingston grabbed them, them tacks and he pulled them out, did you see the look on everybody's faces? Like, are we fucking serious? Are we doing this for real? Motherfucker, this is wrestling. This is people back in the days in the, in the, in the, in the late, late 90s, early 2000s, how they got their money. This is what solidified them as, as who they are. So yeah, sometimes you gotta you gotta get gutter, you gotta get nasty, you gotta take some hits and some bruises. This is fucking brilliant. Okay, then you wanna you wanna you wanna seal the match with a figure four leg lock. Okay, 
There were points in the match where I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought that Cody was going to lose. Like you, you seriously? I'm sitting there like I hope he's not gonna lose to this piece of shit. But then you got to think about you got to think about what's being brought to the table. So I give that match. I give that match today. I give the promotion. The intensity of the promotion, I give that an A+. The second match was, what was the next thing after that? MGS. MGS versus versus Griff Grayson. Okay, so I give this one a three. Okay. But wait, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. But, but before that, Marcy cut a promo before that, so my fault. Okay, okay. So Marcy promo, I like Marcy's promo. Shout out to Marcy for retaining his title, and I'm giving his a promo a, a B plus. And the reason why I'm giving it a B plus is because of the fact that it's just reiterating uh, everything that he had said he was going to do, despite the odds. Um, he retained his title uh, gracefully. And to be honest with you, everybody, I'm not saying everybody doubted him, but everybody, you know, kind of felt like he was going to lose the belt. But when you know what you what you can bring to the table, like I always say, it doesn't matter what your opponent says or does, they still got to beat you. And even though Brian Cage brought what he could bring, he had no match for that arm bar and his shoulder or his biceps or whatever, tricep just wasn't strong enough. To withstand the beating, and that and that right there, you know, you gotta face facts with facts. You know, you work on something that's been bruised and broken, and you keep tapping at it. Eventually, it's gonna break again. And it's it's crazy, but I think Moxley has kind of set the tone of what the AEW championship or being the champion is all about. Okay, now we move on to the MJF. And Griffith slash Jurassic uh, Jungle Boy Part Two. Um, I look at it like this: this whole so MJF. I give it to him. He is a he is one of the greatest young heels right now. Uh, I still can't stand his punk ass. Uh, I don't give a fuck if you separate. Him losing in the tag team compared to him being undefeated in the singles. I don't care. If your name is involved in the match and you lost, regardless of whether you got pinned or not, you lost. Okay? You want to get technical, that's fine. You can say that about a lot of wrestlers who were in matches that that lost that did not get pinned, but at the end of the day, in L's and L or W's and W, you're not undefeated, bitch. Stop, Stop whining. I give the match a fucking three. I give that whole little intensity shit. I added another point to it. So I give it a four. Overall. But NJF, you're going to get your ass handed to you, and I don't give a fuck. So just keep talking, you little bitch shit. Okay? And you'll find out sooner or later who's bad. Oh, and Warlow's not going to be able to help you any any longer. Because somebody big's about to come in the um, AEW. And it's about to shut him the fuck up. Okay, so who's next? 
What was next I mean, after MJF? <laughs> okay, then we have that um Britt Baker promo, uh, how to be a role model. Okay. Now, y'all like Brent Baker. Brent Baker's cool with me. You know, they showed the surgery, you know, pulling that boogie out the nose and shit and reconstructing it, you know, after they took that large boogie or whatever you want to call it out her nose and made her feel better, feel all pretty and witty and gay and all this other shit. Cool. <laughs> now, her sidekick or her lackey, uh, Ruby or, or Rebel or... or or Ruta Maker, whatever her name is. Uh, that's not going to last long. Like, we, we all know she's using the help for the time being. Uh, you know, it's going to be her and, and Swole Big uh, when she comes back at All, all, all Out or All or Nothing. Uh, I, I'm not going to say I'm getting tired of the whole Baker role model thing. I like it, just don't lose the intensity behind it. So I give her promo a B plus as well. Okay, what was the next one after the promo? Taz's promo. And then after Taz's promo happened, Darby Allen comes out to try to get revenge to get jumped behind by Ricky Starks. And John Moxley comes out to make the save. Okay, so I'm glad that we came to this because this right here, I've been kind of keeping – my my mouth cried on this one. I'm going to say this. First and last time, I'm going to say this. I told you, motherfucker, so. I told you about this whole Brian Cage and Kirk Patrick uh, situation and that the uh, an ideal match would be Darby versus Kirk Patrick. I've said this since he came out and he fought the... Uh, uh, Fought Cody Rhodes for the for the TNT title when we Ricky had the team match. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I said it. I said it would be a good match for him to go against Darby. Lo and behold, guess who comes out for revenge and then gets fucking mollywop from behind by Kirkpatrick. Like I know why you calling him Kirkpatrick. Yeah, I'll you know, All right, so you know you know a guy named Tony Baker? Yeah. Okay, so he's got this shit, right, where he's got, like, three things that I like. Three sayings. So he's got the skippity paps, which is ultimate. He's got another one that goes, skeet that DVD. Then he's got another one where you catch a motherfucker, then he's like, God, Patrick. So... When he caught Darby, he gave that nigga the Kirkpatrick. Gotcha. So, that's why I call it the Kirkpatrick. He, the way he knocked Darby out, that shit was fucking hilarious. But shout out to Moxie for coming to the save by doing the old school way with the old school bat or the stinger bat with the barbed wire. Classic. Okay. No way than the break of a nice ball done by bringing a bat that's that's wrapped with, with barbed wire and it just wants to say hello. This is going to be a nice little tag team thing that's going on. Um, we all know that Moxley's not going to do the tag team thing for long, but just for the time being, just to help with the rivalry. Star power. Even out things. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to see that little iffy day for a little bit before things go back to normal. Uh, but Ricky Starks, smart fucking move, my man. Smart move. I give that whole segment an A+. Plus. I like that whole thing. I like the reason why Taz mentioned what he mentioned about uh, explaining to him why he, he had to throw in the towel to protect his, his, his investment and to secure his business partner. Um, and the belt looks good on, the FTW belt looks good on Brian K. So, Brian K. So, I mean, kudos. I mean, you still got a belt, you know, so there's no reason to be a bitch about it, but I get it. You want to be doing straps B, I get it. But it's not going to happen on AEW, so nice try. Um, what was the next one after that? Then afterwards, we get a we get a women's tag team tournament coming up during the summer for AEW. About fucking time. This is long overdue. Tired of sitting here looking at Brandy and 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 QT Marshall's girl trying to figure out what kind of wrestling style they want to be. Looking all flimsy and not strong. Alley. Uh, huh? Alley. Oh, yeah, they they look so flimsy. It's just they look like the 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 interracial version of uh, the Bella Twins. You know, they they might have they have a little bit of knowledge, but it's just like when it comes to the ring, the shit looks so. You can tell who's the strong one and who's the weak one. Mm-hmm. You know, they both got looks, but both of them don't really mesh well together. It's like. One throws the other one off. But I can't wait to see what the Southern has to offer. <laughs> so I'm giving I'm giving that whole tournament thing an A. Because I know that's gonna open up a lot of doors for a lot of females. Oh, and I'm glad I'm glad we're talking about this, right? Sidebar. Who the fuck? <laughs> Who in the fuck? Okay? And this is my only rant. Who the fuck gave this name Rache Chanel? Is that how you say it? I guess so. So she's supposed to be a ratchet Chanel person? Is that your way of calling it ratchet? By saying mm. Rache? Like we don't know what mm. the fuck y'all was doing? Come on, AEW. Don't do that. Please don't turn into a fucking lowball WWE with the bullshit names, okay? Please don't do that. Did you see that whole gimmick come up with the wigs? Mm-hmm. And then she's snapping up her, her bubble gum and don't have all her teeth. What the fuck? What kind of shit is this? This is what you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is what we do in AEW? Nah, I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling that. Nah. Nah, you get you get two fucking thumbs down with no ten toes down, two uppercuts to the fucking face for that one. That's some bullshit. When I saw that shit, I was at work, I got mad. I got mad. And then when I saw her fight, that shit pissed me off even more. You bitch you worried about your fucking wig, then you try to win a match? She went against um, 
Hito Shida. And it's like, come on, are you serious? Like, is she just looking at her like, what the fuck? Like, bitch, um, you gonna you gonna wrestle or you gonna you gonna complain? I didn't get that. That's 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 my only sidebar sidebar rant right now. This that whole Ratchet Chanel shit. Oh, hell no. I hope that I hope and pray you was the only one I that noise because I noticed it too. But then I was like, I hope and pray that this is a motherfucker. I thought it was, and if it was, I was gonna say that for a whole other day when we actually seen her on television again, and then I would have loved a huge rampage on that you one. Know, but you beat, on, but, you know, but you beat me to the punch. You beat me to the punch. <laughs> but you saw her last night. I saw her on the um, after dark on the show. She was on After Dark. She wrestled on After the Dark, but she was also in the crowd on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, "Wow, dude! Like they really like I like." So I like how the After Dark sets up for Dynamite, especially when it comes to the women's division, because how they do it is whoever mm-hmm. the women that are up and coming, if they if they win a match on or After Dark on the Dark episode, then they get to wrestle on on, on Dynamite. And that's smooth. I like that because you're keeping, like, like Duke said, you're keeping them fresh. You're keeping them going, and it kind of builds momentum each week for them. So it's like you're not just getting one shot and then you're done. You're getting two shots. If you do it right, then you could be on a little win streak. You know, you might win your first match and then lose your second one. You might win both. So, I mean, I like how they're doing this. I like this whole record, like, win to loss thing. Because you really get to see, regardless of the win-loss record, you get to see the ups and downs of their matches. You know, who they gel with, who they don't gel with, you know, and, and I like that. But that whole Rashad no shit, I had to say something, bro. I was completely pissed off. Completely pissed off. Other than that, I don't have no problems. I don't have none, so, but I can't wait to right. see what this tournament looks like. All right, so move on from then, from that part then. Uh, so you was on the Jericho promo. <coughs> anything, Jer- anything, anything Jericho? It's cool. Um, it's funny that he was still wearing that seven thousand dollar jacket. <laughs> even, 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 though, even though it was covered in orange juice. <laughs> Moving and, on, you have um, the third match, which was a false count anywhere between Young Bucks and Butcher and the Blade. Okay, so this one, I actually, I actually like this one. I'm gonna give this shit a fucking ten. I'm not gonna do the theatrics today. I'm gonna give this shit a solid ten. I like the fact that Young Bucks actually went out of their comfort zone <clears throat> to prove themselves that they're not just a, a ring tag team, that they can fight and wrestle anywhere. So, that whole match was fucking fire. From beginning to end, from the kitchen all the way to the fucking ring between 
Uh, chance shots between um, God knows what. I mean, they went everywhere. And then to end it off with an elbow and a swanton bomb, swanton bomb, shout out to uh, the Hardys for the inspiration. You know, you finished off the match. You know, put motherfuckers through the tables. AEW, thank you. You have fully and finally have arrived. Right. The afterwards, what? Uh, go ahead. No, I'm saying for 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 that to happen for the first half of the show, number fucking straight flames. Like there was there was not one moment from from the first match leading up to this where you like. You was in your phone. Like, you had to stay glued to the TV because you had to see what was next. You anticipate, like, AEW is getting their momentum, and it's just scary. And I'm and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. So what was next? All right. Afterwards, um, Dash is trying to interview Lance Archer as he destroys Jobbers in, in the locker room, and Jake Roberts is trying to talk. Yeah, see – Here's my thing with Thatcher. After he lost his match against Cody uh, for that TNT title, he's never really recovered. And like I said, you're gonna get you gonna he's gonna knock on the wrong fucking door of jobbers, and he's gonna see someone <clears throat> who's really gonna put him in this in this trash. Is gonna shut him the fuck up, and he's gonna think twice. And knowing that he's probably going to try it, and it's not going to work, and then they're going to have a match, and then the rivalry's going to build, and so on and so forth. And that's all this is, is just trying to find a decent uh, uh, person for Thatcher to build the rivalry with so that he's not rusty, He and it's not like he's just going around bullying jobbers. Moving on from that, we got um, DeMonte versus Evelise. Okay, so I like these two ladies. Um, didn't they? Didn't they used to work together? Were they like yep. tag teams before? Um, <clears throat> okay. And what? And what, and what um, company? Um, Lucha Underground and Impact. Okay, so this is smart. Eva Lisa and Diamante, you have two ladies who actually know each other inside and out. And then what you're doing is giving them an opportunity to kind of really showcase their in-ring ability and chemistry. Uh, This is only just the beginning, you know, and and I can't wait to see more of Diamante and Eva Lisa um, and singles competition, and hopefully, as this tournament thing happens, they might be the surprising tag team that might be running the show. You know, it, it, it's this whole women's division thing is completely and utterly up for grabs. So I'm excited to see who comes together, who sticks together, you know, who's trying to, to work together. So this is this is going to be fun. I mean... AEW is is pulling out all the cards, 
And that match between Ivalice and Diamante was pretty solid. I give that a three as well. All right. Match, Allen Five Angels versus Hangman Allen Page. Um, the match is okay. Um, I'm not a, I'm not really sold on Adam Hangman, Hangman Page. I'm not really kind of thrilled on him. He's just not, he doesn't do it for me. I'm, I'm more on the Kenny Omega side than I am on the Adam Page side. Um, as far as five is concerned, I mean, the way that Brody Lee has this whole join the club type thing, it's, it's the guys that he has picked is just, it works. It fucking works. And I, I'm, I'm sold on this whole join the club or join the dark side, uh, cult group, whatever you want to call it, fraction. I like it. Match three was okay. I give that match a three. Okay. Uh, and then the main event, Jurassic Express versus Chris Jericho and Jay Hager with Sammy Guerrero's return. Well, shout out to SG for coming back. Please don't do that dumb shit again. And if you go out to Sasha Banks again, I will personally fuck you up. Okay. Leave them Boston, Bostonians alone, and you won't get your ass handed to you. All right, partner. That's your first and last one. All right. Secondly, Jericho, you want to call out the Jurassic Parks because, or Jurassic Express. I keep saying park. I don't know why. Um, just because of the fact that you got doubts with over, you know, gallons of orange juice. And she's wearing the same jacket that stinks, that you didn't wash, trying to prove a point, and it didn't work. Okay? At the end of the day, you're always going to have help on your side. Even though you are a solid wrestler, you're given the opportunity for others to kind of build some type of uh, rivalry or, or chemistry amongst you and the inner circle. You know, um... And I like it. I like the fact that the Jurassic Express is really getting that exposure as a team slash fraction, and it's really showing their dominance in the AEW. Like, they're really a force to be working with, even with Lil Stewart, a.k.a. Marco Stutt. Uh, I like the match. I'm going to give this match a five. Um. I'm a huge uh, Jurassic uh, Express uh, team member. I don't do being wagons because I'm too fat for that. So I am a team member. I like the inner circle because I like what they bring to the table. I like the leadership of, of Chris Jericho. And I'm not going to lie to you, with SG not being there, it, it, you can see where a lot of shit was lacking. You can see how Sammy G played a huge part in the inner circle and what he really brought to the table because they were really kind of fucking dry for a while. Uh, and you can see that Jericho was picking up most of the slack and do more of, a, more of the talking <coughs> excuse me, than he usually does 
because of the fact that Sammy G was out. And then lo and behold, he comes back looking good and looking ready. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, overall, I'm going to give this match a five. I'm going to give the show overall a fucking seven and a half. Okay. If it wasn't for the uh, that that Adam Hangman Page and five match, uh, it would have been a little bit higher for me. Wasn't really feeling that match. Um, but you had to understand the finish and what happened afterwards. Yeah, I understand, but it's just still. It's, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, a hangman page person. I don't like his style. It's it's uh, it's it just doesn't fit with me. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. It really doesn't. I, I'm a Kenny Omega type of dude. I like that whole rugged like I don't give a fuck. If we're gonna wrestle, we're gonna wrestle and then that's that like he's too nonchalant and laid back for me, like I'm already hip to Orange Cassie. I don't need like a, a rugged cowboy version of that. Like mm-mm. I'm all set. I, I'm I'm not sold on the page. Now, if it was Diamond Dollars page, that'd be something different because then it'd be self high fives and diamond cutters all day. But if, apparently, it's not. So I I can't I can't get into it. Um, so I give the whole fucking show a seven and a half. AEW, you guys are fucking amazing. You guys are doing a whole bunch of shit that. We would we would have wanted WWE to do, but WWE is too fucking lazy and stupid to do it. So I'm gonna take a page out of my my fellow co-host uh, book, Mr. Dookie, aka Big Slow, aka the Slow Dream Monster. Fuck you, WWE. Okay, cause you ain't shit. Okay, you want to say all you ain't shit. Huh? <laughs> Speaking of you ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. Okay. At the end of the day, AEW, you do this shit every week, and I guarantee you, by the time the crowd do come back, you will have won the Wednesday night war. I, I promise you that. I promise you that. Now, before I finish my my last bit. The only thing that I'm saying I'm gonna say is this. I am looking forward to this rivalry between Darby and and, and Patrick Stark or whatever his name, Stuart Stark or Ricky Stark. Ricky Stark. Yeah, whatever he just said. <laughs> I, cause I've been saying it for a long time. I was I, I looked at the characters the characteristics between the two. And I sized them up. And this would be one of the greatest rivalries in AEW, period. Period. You want to talk about high intensity, flying, like going all out. These two will bring the best out of each other. Like how Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit will go against each other. Or how like you would have a Chris Benoit go against... Like you have a Chris Benoit go against uh, <coughs> I don't know who who else is good for you. Well, you gotta make this. Bro, I gotta get the NXT. 
We are even past that. I like a Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to look at the rivals, and I I can't wait to see that unfold. So AW, please don't disappoint me. Well, they won't disappoint you. I got I got to move forward with this. NXT. Here's the second hour for the second hour of the show with the NXT opening. We got Keith Lee and William Regal make their um, announcement to make things fair. Keith Lee relinquishes the North American Championship belt. So now he's just solely the NXT Championship. So now there's going to be a series of triple threats leading up to the next takeover in a six-person ladder match for the belt. So damn to that one. I mean, I kind of want I think it was too soon, but relinquishing it instead of him just taking it out and being able to still have one belt, but I guess they will have other players for him. So we'll see what happens there. First match in the card, Dexter Lumis versus Killian Dane from last week's Robert Stone. Gay. Gay. Um, Gay. Little negotiation with him from last week and coming to fruition. This was the first match. Ten minutes, Dexter Lumis wins with the arm bar sleeper until Killian Dane's passed out. <clears throat> this match was a 3.5 stars. It was solid. Just just solid. That's why we got to say about it. Just solid for Dexter Lumis. Of course, there's no way that Killing Day was 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 really gonna win this match, and you're gonna build a rivalry with him. So what's going on with this Lewis now? Uh, Cause the backstage, then we get Roger Strong talks the opportunity of yeah. the North American title. Yeah. I said Roderick Strong. Oh, my bad. Yeah, see, you messed up with him. <laughs> so Roderick Strong talks opportunity to go after the North American title. Then um. Bronson Reed has some input to say, and so does John Gargano, who goes out of nowhere. But Bronson, he's going for it all, as he claims. After we get a video promo of Dakota Kai's message to Iu Shirai, so eventually that week is going to be a one-on-one match for her. So we'll see what happens then. This is the second match. Ever-Rise versus Brizongo. They dress up as the Mounties. They dress up Marco. Uh, Brizongo wins within two minutes with a super kick. Two shits in the toilet seat for us. Trash. Ripping a rip shit out my page. Custom backstage. Dominic Dajakovic. Charles Killian crosses re- um, revenge in the upcoming match. Elbow hair. Big boot hair. He's going to try to knock this man out. Whatever the fuck. Comes to backstage. Um, commercial break. Isaiah uh, Swerve Isaiah starts video package. Guess he's going to get a nice little bump. Let's see what happens there. Let's go. Let's go swerve. Swerve. Third, uh, the third match, which was a triple threat qualifiers match for the North American title. Johnny Gargano versus Roger Strong versus Bronson Reed. Mm. 11 minutes? We didn't even expect this coming, folks. Bronson Reed. Uh, fast. His twin brother won the match. So he's automatically qualified to go into this six-man live match for the championship at NXT. So he went with some big, big-ass splash off the top. His Johnny Gargano. Boom, he gets the W that way. Shit. 3.75 slots for that. Plus the commercial rate. We come back to that. The fourth match, Aaliyah with Robert Stone. Gay. 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 Versus Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, this was five minutes worth. Five minutes. Shotzi Blackheart gets the W by using the bubble back draw off the top rope. <laughs> um, after the match is over, she eventually runs over Robert um, Robert Stone's foot again. Gay. Gay. Mm. Gay. Till Mercedes Martinez knocks her, uh, knocks, uh, uh, knocks her lights out. 
and walks away and basically rescues Robert Stone. Gay. 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 <laughs> Robert Stone thinks her out loud, whatever. Um, I don't know how to feel about this. This is a half a star. Superstar versus half a star. Which one do you think I picked? Half a star. Half a star. <laughs> no star? <laughs> I always say half a star because of the whole Martin, uh, the Mercedes Martinez part. What if, I mean, damn, she just got there just a week ago. Now all of a sudden, she's out here already targeting people. Okay, I respect that. Let's go. Get her, get her, utilize her. Otherwise, she wouldn't bring, she wouldn't come here for nothing. You know? Fifth match, Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Larkin. Ten minutes. This was a dog fight. I love this type of shit. Um, Timothy Thatcher gets the hard I mean he gets the win by using a hard pin move while he was in the middle of a submission put on by Oni Larkin and he pressed him down with the count and escapes with that. Four stars. That is a creative ending. You see Timothy Thatcher really, but you see this. This was a dog fight. This is the type of shit that I know Fast loves. And this is the type of shit that I love. This is like the similarity to what we see Daniel Bryan versus um, AJ Styles or AJ or Drew Gulak or Drew Gulak versus AJ Styles or you know what I'm saying? Or Drew Gulak versus Daniel Bryan. I, I mean, I can give you combinations all day and day if I choose. Just the chemistry with this. This is underlying chemistry. Hard, hard wrestling match. Grappling. Real actual shit. So shit that we that we always see technically in the in the UFC octagon. But we got in the ring, folks. But this is the origin of why wrestling was so so captivating back in the days when it started off in the carnivals and the you know what I'm saying it was labeled as carnies. And then they and then it adapted so well that you have a following. And that following you keep going. It's a, it's a, from a traditional standpoint, I love this game. It, it makes me feel that there's the old school aspect in this match. So I respect this thing to the core. Four stars. Custom backstage. Robert Stone. Gay. Gay. Okay. <laughs> and Olivia being, uh, being upset that Mercedes Martinez, she comes out of nowhere making demands. Me and handling, me, me handling this, um, this, um, this goofball. Robert Stone agrees. Gay. Gay. Mercedes is now part of the Robert Stone brand. Gay. 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 She is going to be picking this motherfucker around. This is going to be funny to watch. Aliyah's going to get her ass whooped. I, I'm sorry, pretty girl, but you're about to get Molly you out. Yeah, you're about to get kicked out. Robert Stone's going to get a makeover. <laughs> Gay, gay. He's like, nah, bro. Yeah. You gotta go. You should be soft. Eating. So you saw me. You're a loser. This one over here. Mm-mm. She, her, and Shayna Baszler will have a good dog fight. Hope me WWE, but hopefully they, but hopefully they don't misbook this one. Jesus Christ. Then we get um, a Finn Balor promo afterwards. We see the opportunities and how he's going to take it. So basically, we're going to see him somewhat intertwined in this North American Championship tournament that's happening. Then we get the sixth and final match, the main event, Killian Cross versus Dominic Dajakovic. 14 minutes of this, and I got lost for a second. Now, Killian Cross is whooping the shit out of this man. 
I feel so bad for Dominic because he's a big dude. He's a nice big big guy. And him, Brian Bink, and a few others, I can see like, yo, they'll they'll be underlying Vince's new crop of guys that he's ever gonna push. So to have a lose like this was like kind of ugly in a way. Um, but during the midst of the match, Killing Cross hard kicks his head to the steel steps, torturing this guy. Keith Lee had to come off the ringside to try to cheer his boy on. But until Dominic just declines, he's like, yo, this is my fight. This is my fight. And as he's going down trying not to um, not to pass out, he eventually he passes out to the cross jacket. But apparently we all know that that's a damn headlock. And passes out to lose. So Killing Cross was the winner. After the match was over, the champion comes in to check up on his friend and all that stuff. And um, basically, um, we just get a stand-up between the two of these guys to end the show with. 3.25 stars, size 3.5 stars. It was a solid main event, but I still feel like if you look at the rest of the card, I really don't know. I think that triple threat North American championship match should have been the, um, the main event, if that was the case. So I guess this was the biggest storyline, so it was supposed to be there. But overall, 3.25 stars. Definitely be AEWs, though. Uh, so I got to say about that. Dude, she got the floor. Okay. Uh, look, we all had to start off like this. I don't know. What's wrong with John XT? This man hasn't really defended that North America title since he heavyweight championship. And now y'all relinquish him like he's going to the main roster. Let him compete. Let him do what the main let him do what other wrestlers that that had a double championships done done before. Let's see what he Let's see what Keith Lee can do. But no, let a black man win two belts. Y'all want to get? Y'all want to get rid of that? All right. So now we getting a tournament of three. Wait, what? Of of a three way. Okay, so y'all bringing up more wrestlers for a three-way for a North American championship, which we haven't seen on TV for for a minute. That's good. But for the first match between Dustin Loomis and Dane. I'm giving this a two shits and a toilet fucking seat flush. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the we don't care about WWE no more. I at the know what they doing to Keith. I don't care. So y'all giving Dexter Loomis this dub. Even though Kenny Day's a good wrestler. Don't get me wrong, he's a good wrestler, but it's just what has he really what has Dexter Loops really have done to to get anywhere? 
the only person he actually won against is who? Roderick Strong? And, and he was intertwined with Velveteen and Albert Cole whole time saga. Okay. That's fair. That's reasonable. But ain't for me, though. So we get this what? This promo of Dakota Khan. Little mommy look kind of bad. I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. <clears throat> Being up giving a message to um, Io Shirai. You know what? I want to see that match. There's a perfect heel versus face face run. Let's see what they could do with that. Let's see who comes on top. I'll, I'll put my money on that one. So what? So let's see. What else we have? Who was what's the next match? Was it Breezango? Breezango versus Everett. Okay. Long as you say, let's go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Dajakovic is just talking about killing Cross. Uh, Come look. on! Uh, all right, all right. Um, that look, we already know that's going to happen. Um, that it was it was decent. It was decent of good promo, but for the main event match, there's all I could sit there and say about it. Um, all right, next. Uh, uh Isaiah Swerve's little video package. That one right there, an A A plus for it. I want, I want to see what he's able to do. I, I've been watching for, for most of his career, and I want to see him do big things in NXT. If he can't do it, brother, go to AEW. Moving on, third match, the triple third qualifying match for the North American title, John Gugino, Roger Shaw, and Bronson Reed. I'm giving that a three, a four, a, a good decent four, and that's just because it was a surprise shock to know that Bronson we read one. Usually they'll sit there and give it to Johnny Gargano or um Roderick Strong, but no, you'll give it to another another person that really have we really haven't seen that much. So that's a surprise. I like it. Now or the next match is what? Next the match cho- is Aaliyah, Aaliyah versus Shashi Blackheart. Long as you say that, next. Because <laughs> there's two shits and Dorothy Flores on that. Okay. Fifth <laughs> match Timothy, Timothy Dasher versus Oni Larkin. Whew. Now, this is a match I could talk about all, all goddamn day. Now, I don't know what y'all doing to Oni Larkin because Oni Larkin deserves to be with his tag team partner, Dave Burch, and actually fighting for the NXT Tag Team Championship. But. Long yards I'll make it to a, a singles competitor for that right now. Don't know why. 
But that match with Timby Thatcher, god damn. I'm sitting here thinking I'm going, I'm sitting here watching like some Demolinko from WCW days. <laughs> or or like the Demolinko versus like Benoit or like Aguerrero versus Benoit. Those type of matches that you could be saying back there for the last time I saw a match like that. Where it has me on the edge of my goddamn seats was recently in NXT, not nothing. But if it was the main roster, probably Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles. But if you go on technical prowess, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. And they brought that Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak out like that. I ain't taking no hold, no prisoners. We we going going toe to toe. I love that. That um yeah, it, it is that, crazy, but yeah, it's it's good. I like that a that, lot. The next is the Robert Stone no, promo. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> next, next. Yeah. Okay. Slim Ballast promo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Finn Balor. Okay, um, last time we seen Finn Balor was when he was going for the ex- for the um, North American Championship against um, Gargano and um, Keith Lee. So now we actually get to see him go for that championship. Honestly, I you no lie, I have him winning that North American Championship. And, and I came alive on that one. That that's pretty pretty much who I who I really have because Fed can might do some pretty awesome shit. Especially when they especially they need big names for XT to bring up the, to actually try to help them quote unquote when the when the ratings war and who could not who could do it other than Finn. Moving on, the main event: Killian Cross versus Dominic Dajakovic. Um, I saw this match, and somehow, some way, I got a rocky moment. Uh this. Remember when I remember when I Paul Creed passed away at Rocky Four or something like that? Mm-hmm. When when when, when that how was trying to be thrown, and this this is my fight. <laughs> And he, he dies. He dies. <laughs> that's what's getting across. That's what's getting across. This Dominic Dijakovic. And he dies. He dies. <laughs> like uh, Paul. Like Keith Lee is Rocky. Dominic Dijakovic is um Apollo Creed, and <laughs> he crosses that a Drago. Bullshit. I must. I must break you. <laughs> <laughs> and he broke him <laughs> with an ass whooping. Oh, like I, I, I should have thought, like, yo, what? What is really gonna do with him? I'm sorry, WWE. What y'all doing with Dr. Kovic? Like y'all, t- I heard that he was going to the main roster. I spoke. I thought he was going to the. I heard some way that he was supposed to be part of the um, Monday Night Messiah crew, like crew. Crew and whatnot, but yet, yeah, I ain't bring him up. 
y'all keep it up, y'all keep him down to NXT. Y'all keep giving him massive losses. I I when's the last time he actually won? Y'all got him by Kurt Hawkins when he had that two hundred we had that over two hundred match losing streak. Damn. <laughs> it's been a, I don't even know the last time he actually won. And he's a good wrestler. Like he hasn't when he like he has no beef with nobody. He loves all his matches. He's he's the perfect hype man for us for for a major person to come in. He's so if, <laughs> I don't think he needs a bow leave. I think he needs some help. Mm-mm-mm. That's why I well, think. Well, that's something else. So, what's your grade for this? I'm giving this a God help you. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> God help you. Bless, bless your heart. That's that's why I'm giving it. NXT, bless your heart. Because only good, only great match that was on that card. There's only two great matches, and that was it. The when Boston we read one, and when and the Timmy Thatcher and Oni Larkin match. Other than that, the rest of the card kind of sucks. If I had to, I'm not going to mention his name or that tag yeah. team. Okay, but all that sucks because all y'all, for all of them are gay. So I'm going to say to say Robert Stone, gay. Yeah. And even Brazingo. Yay. Because y'all want to help out who? Freaking Drake Maverick's bitch ass. And I was glad he ain't on a goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> Fast, you got the floor, man. Fast, you got the floor. All right. So I'm going to make this short and sweet because I really don't have much to say about NXT because once again, they disappointed me. Well, That's how about this? I'll just go through it one by one. You just talk about a little bit of baby shit. Okay. All right. Keith Lee relinquishing so, the belt. That was utter bullshit. Okay? Mm. Let me say this. The reason why it's utter bullshit, how fucking dare you take something away from another black man that earned it. Exactly. You didn't even let this man defend the fucking title. You just take the shit from him. Like, this is what you do to African-American wrestlers. You let them mm. reach the pinnacle, and then you, you you take the rug right from underneath them like they didn't bust their ass to get it. Now you're going to give it to someone of the likes of Vin Baylor or somebody else, and you'll let them rock that fucking North American title like it's the last fucking thing on earth or like it's if it's their first firstborn child. This man, Keith Lee, has paved the way for himself in homage of his trainer and his grandmother, and then you have him relinquish the shit? Why? Because you don't want him to dominate both championships? How fucking dare you? You had this man go against Adam fucking Cole, who's definitely not in his league. But once again, as a black man, we had to dumb down our fucking ignorance and our in-ring ability to make a white man look good. Are you fucking kidding Mm. me? So this is the bullshit. So this is this is the bullshit that WWE wants to do, right? 
So you don't even acknowledge the fact that it's not NXT no more, it's NX Lee. You let him do that one time and then you just take all that shit away from him? You fucking piece of shit. You're, you're losing all hope for me when it comes to these African-American wrestlers. You keep fucking this shit up, we're going to start our own shit. And we're going to really fuck y'all ratings up because, let's keep it real, everybody knows that blacks have the most athleticism. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's white that has athleticism like a black person, nine times out of ten, they got black in them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if, if you want to go there, we can go there. That's why AEW is the way that they are. All right, can I move on, man, if we go way too long with this one? No, you got it. Okay. Well, I just, I just so, had to say that because I was just pissed off about that. I, I, listen, I felt, I felt what you felt when I seen that shit. I was like, this is bullshit right here. Why are you, why are they even allowing this to even pursue? Like, I don't understand. But They're scared. First match, De- They're scared. Dexter Lewis versus Killian Dane. Uh, stupid. This match is dumb as shit. I don't know this whole get up with the whole staring shit and not saying nothing. Uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, well, I know you remember the comedian, but there's a the late comedian by the name of uh, Brady Mac when he was like, you know, the kid just stood there and just looked. Or like when the girl's going down and she's just standing looking and not saying nothing. And he's like, what the fuck, won't you just talk? That's how I feel about Destin Lumis. Like, what the fuck are you staring? Like, stargazing or, like, really pedophile staring into me. What is it that you want to eat? My soul, like, like, what is it? Like, I don't I don't get this whole get up. I didn't like the match. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was dumb. It's the waste of fucking time. Moving on. Um, well, that whole Roger Strong... Bron, uh, Bronson Reed and um, John Gargano promo, whatever, for that triple threat. Via promo, uh, Dakota Kai to Io Shirai. Okay, so I like this. Um, I like the little rivalry that they got going on. Um, can't wait to see it unfold. Uh, the women's division does need a little bit more help and a little bit more guidance. But we can see that this is going to... Uh, be something epic. Um, I just can't wait to see how WWE uh, allows this thing to unfold and to play out. So I give this promotion. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Moving on from that, um, the second match: Ever Rise versus Brizongo. Half a star versus the superstar. Done. Uh, backstage, Dr. Curtis's message to Killian Cross. Say that again. Dominic Dajakovic's message to Killian Cross. What more do you expect? I mean, you got your ass handed to you. You tried to fight and got flipped over last week, and then you didn't recover. I mean, right now, Killian Cross is hot. You know, you just had your first uh, shot at the title. You know, they see your friend of me, and that shit didn't work out. Next. Um, then we get an Isaiah Swerve Scott's video package. Mm. Okay, I'm going to give this a solid B. Um, I want to see what happens. 
I want to see how far this goes. Uh, hopefully NXT doesn't botch this shit. And uh, hopefully they can do something uh, with this individual. Uh, because it's just, it's needed. There, there needs to be new faces and, and new shit to keep coming up. Because this other shit, it's old, it's boring, and it's played out. Next. Uh, then we get the triple threat qualifying match. Bronson Reed versus Roger Strong versus Johnny Gargano. Okay, so I'm tired of Broderick Strong, Joey Gargano. Okay, that's cool. Bronson Reed, my man, another fat dude in the making. Thank you for putting these little ass fucking wrestlers to rest. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm 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 overly ecstatic that they're actually big guys coming in here, showing their full of athleticism and not being put in that that stigma. Of like a big show, you know, big and slow, not agile or quick enough. Uh, we can move, you stupid motherfuckers. Not every fat person is fucking lazy. We like to flip and do some more shit. We just do it with a better flair than most normal wrestlers do. If you give us an opportunity to prove ourselves, we can show you that big people can be the life of the fucking party and can carry... A company. Stop being so close-minded. Okay? Wrestling world, wrestling universe, stop being so close-minded. Okay? Did you forget about the, 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 the three-minute warning? You know, how big they were and agile they were when they came out? And then uh, 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 Umaga, you know, one of the dudes becoming one of the the, the fiercest uh, heavyweights at that time, Umaga. Uh, like, come on, you gotta you gotta pay homage where homage is, is is due. Like, you just can't just keep overlooking sizes. Like, size does matter in the WWE, and if it's the right size, it can bring it, it can and it will bring in views, ratings, and profits. So. Yeah, Bronson Reed. I'm, I'm. Yes, I would love to see you and Keith Lee go at it. I would love to see that fucking match because then, then you can really see what being a powerhouse is all about. Then you can see the moves that that normal size people can't take. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this, to this soon to be rivalry. I give this match a four. Moving on. Fourth match. Aaliyah versus Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, I'm giving this shit a two and a half. Not saying nothing uh, about that. Uh, fifth match. Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Larkin. <laughs> Man, I was about to say the N-word. Uh, what else can you say? Straight crap. Sick old school field match. I like this Timothy Thatcher guy. This dude just keeps impressing me week after week. Every time when he's in the ring, they're missing teeth. Like, I, I like this whole old school, grungy, like, dark wrestling type, you know, Bret Hart, Dungeon Stew family type, uh, uh, you know, getting your face. 
type wrestling. I love this shit. This kind of wrestling right here makes me smile. This is what makes me grind my teeth. Like, ooh, I wish I was in the ring. Ooh, I wish I was in the arena. Because I would be screaming and losing my voice like a little schoolgirl seeing Justin Bieber for the first time and crying. Okay? So, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Thatcher. Thank you guys for a job well done. I give this match a five. And then we get that Robert Stone gay promo backstage. And my Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez. Yes. Okay, so the Mercedes Martinez and the Robert Stone gay. Um, listen, no matter how you put it, it's going to be gay when you're rich and Rob Stone gay. Okay. okay. Um, Next. Okay. We get a Finn Balor promo. Okay. Finn Balor, respect, okay? First Universal Champ, respect, okay? Now, we all know that you're going to get that push for the championship because we know that you are the little golden boy for the company right now. Anything NXT-related as far as belt-wise, you're going to get... You're going to be in the top three or top five pick to be put in the situation to get your hand on the title because that's, you know, what WWE do. You know, they take care of the good old boys. Uh, but much respect. Solid promo, as always. Next. And we get the final match, the main event, Killian Cross versus Dominic Dajakovic. Waste of fucking time. If that was the case, I would have put the three, the, 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 the three-way match, uh, triple threat match last, and made that one like switch spots. Uh, this is just annihilation of nothing. Like they're making this dude carrying cross seem so undestructible against anybody else. So what? Uh, when he goes against Keith Lee, he's gonna be fucking human. This is what we're doing now. So we just let Kerry Cross run through, run through everybody else? Like, nah, I'm good. I'm not impressed. I'm not even thrilled about it. It's whatever. Next. And that was it. Uh, was for the great for the show. The overall great for the show, to be honest with you, because of the two matches. Um, The two matches alone, it, it's going to give it, I'm going to give it a three. Um, I would have gave it a three and a half, but when they did what they did to Keith Lee, that shit really pissed me off. And I wanted the duck point so bad, but I'm really trying not to like be at my wits end with this whole NXT shit. But when you do ignorant shit like that, and it's blatant, like, come on. And I know we're not the only ones that feel some sort of way. I know a lot of people are like, why the fuck are y'all doing this to him? And you don't think that Keith Lee... Is that you don't think this shit's running through his mind? And I'm not I'm not gonna rant about it, but I mean come on, shit is like this shit that like that's not cool, bro. You know it's not. It's not you know you, you see you see you've seen the shit that this man has gone through in his tenure career, you know, coming from, from from other companies and making a way for himself and literally branding himself and finally getting the opportunity to show people 
what he's capable of from Survivor Series up until Royal Rumbles, up until now, and then you do you take this man's credibility away from him. For what? What personal gain does NXT take? Because you get to relinquish one title, so what it gives everybody else opportunity to do what? My my question to you is this, right? And, and then and then we can end it. If Keith Lee would have never won that title, and Adam Cole had that North American title, would they would relinquish the title from him? I don't think so. Okay. That's all I need to know. That's all the fuck I need to know. It's no it's no it's no disrespect to Adam Cole, but it's like come on. Yeah. Is, is WWE really that afraid to let a black man run both belts? Are you really that afraid to allow us to show our dominance for who and what we really are? You just made this man look like a bitch. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, man. That's the only thing I got to say. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not happy, bro. NXT, NXT, WWE, bro. They're they're they're, they're making me mad. They're really making me mad, and they're starting to become a, 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 a an open faced racist ass company. And there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Sally, you're right about that. Well, we love this fucking company. That's the shit that makes you mad. We love this company because this is the company that got us to where we're at right now. And then as you get older, you see the fuckery behind it. It's like, wow, y'all really are pieces of shit when it comes to y'all dealing with blacks. Y'all really treat us like ingrates. But we're the one that, we're, we're, we are the culture that brings the flair to the fucking company. The gimmicks, the, 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 the verbiage, the verbiage, the, 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 the sayings, the, we, we, <clears throat> paved the way. So I don't I don't I don't I don't get it, bro. I really don't get it. I really don't. I just don't. I don't see how anybody can really get this. Cause I don't. I'm 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 beyond hurt. I'm pissed off. Right, and the last time that you see someone do that type of shit, right, was Kurt Angle, <laughs> the whole um, intercontinental and European championship belts. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Let so, somebody, let somebody, let it, let somebody be white and strong. Oh, they get the rock, both of them belts, loud and proud. Uh, barely. <laughs> what happened mm-hmm. to Sasha? Mm. Sasha has to have both belts due to some bullshit. Like you get what I'm saying? Like it's 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 it's, and I'm not saying that you know she can't rock it. I mean she tapped out. We we all saw it, but it's like come on, 
You won't let Bobby Lashley be champ. I get it's Drew McIntyre's time, but Bobby Lashley has earned that right to be WWE champion, period. Hands down, without no question. That man should have been WWE champion. He's had every other belt except for the WWE champion. Really? But you give Kofi Kingston a shot, and then he lasts for how long? Yeah, man. Well, I know that you got too much to come off your chest, but we got to end it here. So we got to get yeah. ready to do this After Dark episode with, um, with our next special guest, man. It's going to be on the show coming up. Um, he he's going to be on the show. I would rather give the introduction first instead of leaking it out here. So why am I going to be doing all that for? But thank you to the listeners and thank you to the supporters for getting us this far. Let's let's keep the numbers growing. Um, yeah, I already did the drill. I shouldn't have to say too much. Um. Our next episode is technically going to be right after this, the After Dark. We have a special guest coming on to the show, which I might as well just do it anyway. Ty, uh, Tyree Taylor, he's, uh, he wrestled for Reality of Wrestling, and he's part of the pro, he's part of, he has his own stable called the pro, Prolific. And I think he's a champion right, uh, right by now. So I'll uh, ask that question when we get him on. Um, so, yeah. Y'all know the drill. Follow us everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, off the top ropes to follow us. Anchor, Google Podcasts, Real Puppet Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And use your hashtags as well. Um, Do your plugins, and let's get the hell out of here. All right. Well, shout out to Anchor. Shout out to everyone that's listening, to all the haters. Thank you. Uh, Shout out to the fellows in the OGTR. Uh, make sure that you love and respect each other the same way you want to be treated. And then not only on top of that, then enjoy and love what you do best. If you don't love it, find something else. Never give up on anything that you feel will be a blessing in your life. Other than that, y'all stay easy and greasy. And your boy Uncle Fats is out. Time to go to work, fellas. Uh-huh. Until then, uh Shizinski, head behind show, OTTR, we signing out. See y'all on after dark. Word.